Okay. Welcome back to another episode of... My legs are very sore today. Why? Another episode of... Uh, maybe next time. I am your host, William Blue, with my co-host, Simon McCormack. Nets Nation! Let's get punkin' drumlick! <laughs> uh, we are back as we are each and every unrelenting week to talk about... What's hot and what's not in Nets Nation. Mm-hmm. Simon, as you alluded to, this is the punk edition of this show. Uh, if obviously our identities are very, very closely connected with the Brooklyn Nets, but if there's any other cultural movement mm-hmm. that anyone associate, any casual observer of our lifestyles would associate with our lives. It is punk rock and roll, baby. A- absolutely. We've been uh, terrorizing the stuffed shirts for as long as <laughs> we've been cognizant of that. Uh, right. So the theme of the episode this week, folks, is should I stay or should I go? The classic Clash song from... Probably London Calling, but I don't know what album it's from. Sure, sure. So what we're going to do is we are going to talk about all current Nets and whether we think they ought to stay, whether they think they ought to go, and then, just to make things a little spicier, we're going to get into various punk-themed segments. Yeah. Is that fair to say? Mm Mm-hmm. Um... But before we get to any of that, I think it's important that we, one, let this train pass, but we also (laughs) play this hotter-than-hot drop. It's gossip time. Uh, It's gossip time, Simon. And if you thought last week's was scintillating, wait till you hear this. Okay. (laughs) Kenny Atkinson is one of five finalists for the Tom... Rudy Tom Jonovich. Rudy Tom Jonovich Award mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Coach of the Year. Yeah, media pick for Coach of the Year, right? Yes, and bafflingly, Mike Budenholzer, who I had assumed was the front runner for Coach of the Year, is not even in the five finalists. Is that true? Yes, it is um, the Nuggets coach Mike Malone, uh-huh. the Pacers coach. Nate McMillan. Nate McMillan. Mm-hmm. It is Kenny. Mm-hmm. It is Mike D'Antoni. Huh. Mike D'Antoni? Mike D'Antoni, yes, bafflingly. And uh, there's another obvious choice. I just can't remember it at the moment. But anyway, it's not Mike Budenholzer. Got it. Which is crazy. Uh, Kenny is Mike Budenholzer's protege. Right. Uh, Mike Budenholzer coached the team with the best record in the entire league, mm-hmm. a team that had the biggest win jump in the entire league. I mean, I don't want to turn this into a Bucks fear the deer <laughs> Mike Budenholzer show, but yeah, it's, it's it very seems scandalous that that man was left off the list. Yeah, and you can point to not just the win totals, which should be enough, but... Doc Rivers was the other one. Oh, Doc... Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. So all of those are like... Well, except Mike D'Antoni are right. deserving, but yes, uh, yeah, that's very weird. 
and you can also point to like he he totally revamped their offense, right? Yes, and made it far more effective and dynamic, right? Thus leading to the best record <laughs> in the league from a middling team last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really was. I mean, they got mm-hmm. Brooke Lopez, who is a new addition, but basically, other than that, it was an insertion of a new coach and a new system. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's just the system that they're accrediting that to and nothing that... But, I mean, that still has to be implemented right. and effectively right. uh, instilled in the players. Very but weird. It is very weird. Um, so that's a little bit of the hot gossip in Nets Nation this week. Uh, anything, that, any actual gossip that I'm totally forgetting about? No, not that I can think of. Uh, excited for Kenny. Uh, well well deserved. I think he's he's probably a top five coach, right? B- big win uh-huh. jump. This 14 year. Win, for yeah, this, this year. year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 14 win uh, jump. Uh, not, speaking of teams that did not really add anything, like our additions were... Uh, Ed Davis and then salary dumps, basically. Uh-huh. Uh, so it's not like you know there there was any new any real new talent added. Uh, it was all you know internal yeah. improvement, right? So Simon, uh huh. It's time to get into the should I stay or should I go segment. Okay, Are you cool with this? Yeah. Um, we're going to just go through player by player. I've broken them up into different categories. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to start with the juiciest or wait, save that for last? I feel like we might want to build to that. What's the juice? What do you mean? The juicy, like the biggest question mark. Oh, sure. We'll build. We'll build. So we're going to start with sort of the, the humdrum category, which is guys who are almost are, who are on contract mm-hmm. so who are very likely coming back um, of course any of these guys could be traded and I think that's probably where any um, if if you'd like to make an argument that there's any interest in this section that is where that interest would come from uh-huh um, all right so let's start at the top Jared Allen Jared Allen's on a rookie contract he is almost certainly not almost certainly untouchable this offseason yeah. would you agree with that I would say he's probably the closest to guaranteed to be on the Nets next season. Yeah, I would say Karis LeVert is, is also in that category. I don't know. I could see Karis, you know, if we get serious in the Anthony Davis talks, I could see uh, Karis's name getting bandied about in that. Hmm. But you don't think they would want Jared Allen? Because surely they would be fine giving up Jared Allen if... If they're they were fine giving, Davis. Uh, uh, sorry, yeah, I think that Anthony they Davis. might have. I mean, uh, Jared Allen's five years younger than Karis LeVert. Mm. Yeah, so I think they might have a little like think of him as perhaps a more valuable asset than Karis LeVert. Maybe I, I guess I would just think that they would value the wing more than the um, center. But speaking but of anyway. LeVert, who is also on contract, is almost certainly coming back. Who's mm-hmm. in this category? Mm-hmm. Uh, what, do you think we should extend him? So we have an opportunity now to offer him an extension that would he'd still be on his rookie deal this year, right. but then the following year uh-huh. it would kick in. So I am against that because I would like to see him put together one healthy season before committing long term to him. Um, I understand this same strategy of not extending uh, blew up in our face with, with D'Angelo. Right. 
Uh, but I just would be super, super worried to tether ourselves to Karis. The other thing is that he, because he was a 20th pick uh, a few years ago, has a pretty low cap hold at like $7 million, which if we sign him to an extension, all of that goes away. And, um, you know, he's, he's on the cap for whatever we extend him to. And so next year, I know the free agency pool is pretty terrible, but if you're looking at trades or whatever, that reduces your, your cap flexibility. So for those reasons that I would not recommend. I, I'm for, I'm, I'm, I'm just the opposite. Mm -hmm. Uh, I feel like we saw what happens if you're a little squeamish on the early extension. And we saw that with D'Lo last year, we could have gotten D'Lo for a song relative to what we're about to pay for him. If Karras puts together a single season in which he plays over 70 games, which is obviously a massive if, mm-hmm. um, whatever we sign him for now will be a wild discount. Mm-hmm. Um, but being in another situation where we're going to essentially have to try to max him out mm-hmm. next mm-hmm. year if he actually has a decent season... Is rough now. Obviously, the risk there is as exactly what you mentioned. We've never seen Karis play a full season or anything even resembling a full season, uh, and it could come back to bite us. But I feel like, even though I, I think I'm more down on Karis than most people, mm-hmm. um, the flashes we saw this season ha- have made make me feel like it's just a, a, a risk you have to. Take. And what's your counter to the cap thing, the, the cap well, issue? I don't think we're going to really be going for anyone in 2020. Mm, even in trade? In 2020? Mm-hmm. In trade? Right. So if you were to trade someone, you could you would still need cap flexibility if you're going for some big, big fish. Right. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, I just don't think, like, the best free agent is going to be Draymond Green, who... Isn't that exciting? Right. But I, okay, I understand that's not true. That's not trade. Um, I think that, you know, also if Karis had a good year and we had him on a super reasonable contract, that would be a great trade piece to have, similar to like the Dinwiddie contract, which I. Okay. We can move and talk about Spencer now because he is also in this category. He's on contract for two more years after this season, I believe. Uh, or is it three? Spencer is so he three three years so including next year that's th- that's three years yeah so, so next year the year after that and the year after, after that, that and then okay. he has a player option for the fourth year okay so Spence Daddy is on a <laughs> super team friendly contract uh, it's like what eleven million a year approximately uh yes it's like but it, and it ramps up it's like ten next year twelve and fourteen I think all right something like that so he's on a good contract he is a good player he is a uh, you know positionally desirable it's hard to have a, a really good point guard or I wouldn't call him really good but you know. A, bu- a VORP uh, point guard value over place player. Um, I feel like we need to test the Spencer Dinwiddie trade market and test it hard this offseason. <laughs> and one team I would be extremely eager to test that trade, the mm-hmm. trade waters with, uh, are our neighbors to the direct south in sunny Orlando. Yeah. yeah. The Magic. Um, 
Aaron Gordon? Yeah. Anyone? Joseph Isaac? Any, any of their... I don't think they'd be willing to do Isaac, but... Aaron Gordon, I think they feel like maybe they've seen the best they're going to get from Aaron Gordon. Not a big uh, improvement from last year. If no. anything, I think it might be... Sli- I don't have the numbers in front of me, but slightly down. No, but he's... And he's he's obviously much more expensive than Spencer. He's on a $20 million But he would positionally fit wonder it would be the stretch four of our wettest dreams. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm talking wet joggings sheets are soaked. Uh yeah, Aaron Gordon would be a guy I would love to get. They are desperate for a decent point guard. DJ Augustine Though he had one good game in the playoffs, is not actually a starting starting point guard. Spencer could be, at least in their mind. <laughs> Wait till they get him. Uh, he's, he's a headache, folks. Um, but yeah, that's that's a team I'd be very interested in talking with. Also, the Suns uh, notoriously need a a uh, yes. point guard, and they have a slew of lottery picks. Bigs they, who are, have not really panned out. They also have um, the rumor I saw on Twitter, but I think from an actual journalist, uh, but don't quote me, was that the thinking in the Suns organization is unless they get the first or second pick, yeah, uh, they will be looking to trade that pick. Now, so if that pick is like third, I doubt they're going to want Spencer for the third pick. Right. But let's say they really, you know, strike out and it's like the seventh pick or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Maybe they're more interested oh, in it. Oh, in a heartbeat. That would, be, that would be incredible. Yeah. I don't know that I may be being a bit uh, uh, unrealistic with that. But that's so another they, possible thing they basically thing the want, the rumor is that they want, uh, obviously, Zion or John Moran. Yeah. Because, okay. Yeah. Uh, that's how a lot of teams feel. I feel like a lot, like all that I've heard of the draft thus far is like there. It's those two, pretty big drop off. Some people are into R.J. Barrett, and then another huge drop off, and it's sort of like a crapshoot at that point. Right, and I think the thinking of what what the, this tweet said is basically like Sarver is sick of the draft. Like they yeah, have I so would be many. Too. <laughs> I mean, they have so many picks that they're cannibalizing right them themselves when you're. Or 17 coaches in three and a half years and 84 GMs haven't produced the results you're looking for. Uh, just give up on the draft. <laughs> Why so interesting. not? He yeah. is a truly miserable owner. Um, yeah, and I mean, you know, they, people talk about him, but then uh, then old Genie Bus will come in and, and uh, prove that that Jimmy Dolan and and Sarver might not be all that bad after all. She is doing a disastrous job in L.A. <laughs> um, did you hear about the Ty Lue stuff? Yeah. The, the breakdown. Right. Of, yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and the, there's apparently like a Lakers fan protest in front of the I saw Center. I saw, yeah, clips of that. That seemed weird. Yes. Um, yeah. But anyway, yeah, the Suns are a super interesting team to, to take a look at. There's a lot of teams out there that with interesting younger assets. Here's that, another one for you. Uh-huh. Um, another team who's looking for a point guard, starting point guard. Uh-huh. Indiana Pacers. So here's my fear with them. I fear that they are the top 
Yeah, that would be great. Yeah. I think instead of that, what I fear happening is that they offer D'Angelo a max. Yeah. Uh, very worried about that. Because I agree, and they're not a big enough market or whatever. At least the conventional thinking, right, is like they're not going to be able to attract the big free agents, even though they have a pretty good team. Uh-huh. But, like, they could, you know, go to the second or third tier, wherever D'Angelo is <coughs> in there. Uh, uh, tier 1A, uh, 1B. Uh, no, definitely not considered that. <coughs> but top three tier. Sure. Definitely top three, yeah. Um... All right, let's get through the other guys in this. Uh, Rojan Kudutz mm-hmm. on contract, rookie contract. We locked him up for four years, as well as Musha, right? Uh, he's on. Yes, we can have him for as many. Well, yeah. So for, for them all, it's like three more years. Okay. Because um, yeah, they were on four-year contracts, right, right, right. but yeah. Um, I I mean, they would if they aren't on the team, it's because they're included in some big trade package. Yeah, and I also feel like. Uh, now, here's something, maybe, Musha, Musha could be, uh, in the, uh, be a sweetener in the crab thing, in a crab <coughs> trade. Yeah, I uh, mean, I don't know, uh, how, <laughs> sweet, many, that your how many teams <laughs> fa- find Musha that sweet at this point, but he did play well in the G League. Mm-hmm. Um, he is a Bosnian bucket getter. We yep. know that for a fact. Yep. I would think Kudutz would probably be the sweetener. I mean, yeah, I don't, I wouldn't, yeah, I hope that he's not on the, the tape. That's a very sweet That's that's, that's too sweet. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Joe Harris. Mm. We have him for two more years after this. He was the league-leading three-point One shooter. One more year. Oh, is it two? This right, is you're the, right, yeah, you're yeah. right. Uh, so this is final year of his contract. Mm-hmm. Great deal. Great deal. Yeah, 7.6. It's actually less than $8 million this right. year. Do you think he is trade bait? I mean, he definitely could be. There's not a team. I can't imagine there's there's a team in the NBA that would not benefit from a Joe Harris on your team. Right. Um, I think just, the, you know, the, the question is to what end. Uh-huh. Um, and I think that... In weighing any kind of trade proposal for Joe Harris, I th- really think we should understand that our system uh, and D'Angelo Russell really benefit from three-point mm-hmm. shooters. Yeah. So, like, yes, is he untouchable? No. But, especially for that playoff performance, <laughs> but but it would have to be a s- pretty nice piece, I would, uh, I would Agreed. Think. Agreed. Um, secondary considerations. These are mostly guys who are not on contract or we have team options on. Mm-hmm. Um, whether you think they're going to be coming back or not. Yeah. Interesting. Now we're getting now into, we're getting some... into uh, yes, actual non-just mm-hmm. trade fantasies. This is this is a real deal. Shabazz Napier, team option. I would say got to release him. Uh just feel like you could probably get a similar... I think Theo Pinson, for example, could be someone that's, like, a little bit cheaper and basically as good. I don't know. I, I soured on... On Shabazz. On Shabazz. I just found him too inconsistent and, like, he he would shoot those step-back threes, but with even less... He's, you know. an, he's an offensive spark plug, but I think that... 
if you're looking for that tier of guy, you could you could probably find him elsewhere. Yeah, and I just feel like we're going to need all the cap space we can get if we're going to try to go for. Uh, let's just you know even you know just putting aside the Kevin Durant or whatever. But if if you're trying for even a a um, Tobias Harris or 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 whatever, like you're going to need a lot of cap space. And so I think it's safe to say neither of us <laughs> thinks. Shabazz will will be on the Nets next yes. year. I'd say I definitely agree with that. Unless Dinwiddie gets dealt, then I think we could. I could definitely see um, us bringing Shabazz back. Mm-hmm. Travion Graham. Mm. I'd say you know, it's experimentation is a wonderful thing. <laughs> But at a certain point, one has to concede that their hypothesis has been proven inaccurate. Yes. Um, our hypothesis that Travion Graham was a diamond in the rough, a 3 and D superstar, or potentially a stretch four of our dreams, <laughs> uh, measuring in at six foot five, all of six foot five, um, it's a failure. It's it's been proven un, untrue, and it is time to wish him well and let him free. Yes, I agree. All right. Next guy, similar vein, uh, Rodney Hollis Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have been throwing mad shade at RHJ of late. In my notes for this, I have nothing written down except in parentheses the word puke um, <laughs> next to Rodney Hollis Jefferson's name. Sweet guy. Sweet guy. Uh, great teammate, seemingly. Uh, we think he has a restaurant in Long Island. We've been trying to get any details. Nets Nation, if you know where this is, let us know because we will go, we will document it, and we will tell you all about it. Yeah. Uh, so you don't have to go. <laughs> um, love the guy. Never yeah. want him to play another game for the Nets. Yeah, I agree. I do agree. you think he? Do you think we will though? No, I think they. No, I. They will definitely. I would be shocked if they don't renounce him. Yeah. Uh, and if you announce someone, it doesn't necessarily mean it, they're not coming back, but I would say he's not coming back. I would be so stunned if he <clears throat> got a contract on any team this next year in the hmm. NBA. Ouch. Yeah. Maybe too harsh. He is young-ish, but, uh, I mean, he is so miserable offensively. That I and and that I just can't see him fitting yeah. in or being a desirable guy to bring on to a team. Um, if any team was going to be able to develop him, to be patient with him, to watch him evolve, to get his shot going at all, uh, I feel like it. He was in the right situation for that. He had so many opportunities. He was playing a position that we desperately needed any competency in, and he just could never get it together, especially this last season. Yeah, and um, Kenny tried him every which way, yes. including at the five. Yes, uh, absolutely, and it just it just didn't work. Um, Ed Davis. Ed Davis is a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, Ed Davis is a guy who I think. We I, I I in last week's episode I said he was the sixth man of the year on the on the Nets. Uh, he's invaluable in terms of rebounding and defense. Uh, seems like a good 
teammate as mm-hmm. well. Jared Allen gets along with him really well and has claimed to have learned quite a bit from him. Offensively, leaves something to be desired, but um, is a gritty, hardworking, uh, rebounding big. Um, great player to have. The question is, how can we bring? Can we afford to bring him back? Yeah, I mean, I hope that somehow we're able to bring him back. I I completely agree with your past sentiments that he should not be top priority. I do think we're gonna again have to renounce his rights. Um, because his cap hold, you know, you just want to get rid of his cap hold. But I'm hopeful that he likes the Nets organization enough. I'm sure they would like to have him back in some, you know, if it if it works out right. as well. Uh, and especially as a continued mentor for, for Jared Allen. There are a few cheap options that I could think of that are a better mentor for, yeah. for young Jared. But, yes, as you've said, again, like, if we are going to have any, like good successes in free agency. Those players are going to cost a lot, and that should be our top priority. Right. No, I'd love to bring him back. I I, I think that there's a chance we could get him on the mid-level exception if he's willing to take whatever that would ultimately be. Um, but it's, uh, it's, it's tricky. It, it, I think they're going to have to know with a pretty high level of certainty what type of player they're actually realistically going after to be able to make a decision on that and I just don't know that it's going to be that clear early enough because like the, when he came to us it was right away like the the um, Blazers seemed fairly stunned by how quickly he had had sort of picked up on another team I've said in before on the show that from certain comments he's made he seems like a fairly mercenary Type of play, like he he'll go where the money is, mm-hmm. um, and if a team comes in hot off the press, offering him an amount that that he hasn't made before, I think he might, whether he likes Brooklyn or not, just take it. Unless he has some sort of, you know, unwritten, unspoken agreement with Sean Marks, right? And I I think part of the the only hope would be that. Because I think the Trailblazers sort of made, like, he went back to the Trailblazers and said, hey, I'm being offered this. And it seemed like the GM was like, you should take that because mm-hmm. we're not going to do that. So I feel like hopefully the Nets will at least say something nicer than that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we'd love to have you back at some in some way. But right. whatever. Yeah, we'll see. Um, Jared Dudley. Mm-hmm. Uh, folk hero. <laughs> Much of the season was little more than a potato-looking man who <laughs> had, uh, you know, smarter-than-usual tweets and, <laughs> and, like, comments to the press. Pretty- At a certain point in the season, actually became weirdly a valuable player, especially yes. towards the very end. He's uh, un- undoubtedly a, a, a smart, savvy vet uh, who can... If not athletically keep up with people defensively, at least um, make 
clever plays that are disruptive and good defensively. Yeah. Um, he is not the worst of our stretch fours in terms of three-point shooting. Shot at like 35% or something mm-hmm. like that, which is a career low for him, but is <laughs> a career high for a net stretch four. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I... If... I'm not a big Dudley fan. If <laughs> if he were willing to wait around and come back on a vet minimum, uh-huh. uh, sign him up. But if another team offers him, I I I do the Blazers to Ed Davis thing and say you got to take that. Yeah, I no, I, I I completely agree. By the way, I thought it was it was very funny. I did listen to that Kenny Atkinson. Uh, oh, good. Yeah. Um, uh, Beck uh, interview. And where he was just he was talking about Jared Allen, he was like, classic system fit. <laughs> like, was, oh boy, is that a system fit? A bad stretch four? Yeah, my mama. That like, was we, a good interview, know, Kenny, right? Yes, it was great. Particularly the beginning where, as you talked about, like, <laughs> Howard Beck is like, oof, that is dark, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Kenny, <laughs> stay with me, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, but that was a just, you. Uh, of course, you. of course you see Jared as a classic system kid. <laughs> Almost totally talentless blob is, is a, who could play the four is a classic system kid. Uh, by the way, I think I saw Quincy Easy on the street today with his child. <laughs> okay. And he's smaller than you would think. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> Almost like he wasn't Quincy Almost AC. like he was like an inch taller than me, which... <laughs> am I a stretch four in the nuts? Uh, all right. Two more guys in this secondary considerations category. Um, and I'll do the... Uh, I'll do the lesser of the two. Theo Pinson. Uh-huh. Um, we signed him to a real contract at the end of the year. Yep. Um, I... Don't do we have a team option for this it's, year? It's entirely unguaranteed. It's so unguaranteed. we don't have to give him any of that money for okay. one two, yeah. Um do you think we'll see him back? I think it I think it depends, uh, Bill, on like you said, if Spencer moves, uh if for some reason we decide not to sign D'Angelo, if maybe if um um yeah, I, I mean I you don't think you're gonna get too much cheaper a point guard. I think it's like one point four million or something. Or so right. it's very reasonable. Uh-huh. I mean, as you would expect, he's a G leaguer basically. Right. But um, but so maybe, but also not a top prior. If we're just looking to like you know max up the the uh, the old cap space, then no, I doubt they're gonna. Yeah, I, 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 it's kind of a matter of indifference to me, but yeah. Um, Demar Carroll is mm-hmm. another big one mm-hmm. in the secondary yep. considerations. Um, he has claimed that it's up to his wife. Yeah, I think it's slightly more complicated than that. <laughs> in that, there's a big question mark about who is going to be interested. Yep. in a three and D who has had who had his. Uh, a significantly worse season than he had the year before. Mm-hmm. Um, injuries, age, are catching up with the swag daddy. Yeah. He is undeniably a good teammate. Yep. He is undeniably the most fashionable guy on the team, yep. as we've discussed at length in other episodes. Um, and he can uh, ball out on certain occasions. If he's hitting threes, uh, he's... 
he's a real asset, but that is a pretty big if. I think he had a worse three-point percentage this season than um, Jared Dudley. Mm-hmm. So what do you think it would take to bring him back? Do we want to bring him back? I So I have a somewhat probably controversial view on, on him. I actually don't think we should bring him back, even if it's at a minimum contract, and that is because I feel like not that he's a superstar or anything, but he has, in the recent past, like as recently as two years ago, was a starter, right, and was a very valuable part of a team. And mm-hmm. I, I don't think he will adapt well to a role as like the fourteenth man or whatever. And yeah. like, I just feel like hopefully, the Nets, he would be a fourteenth man on the Nets. Like, mm-hmm. if if you have any hope for this off season and continued improvement for the Nets. You do not want Damari to be anything but, like, a third-string player, and right. I don't think he'll be super happy with that and, uh, you know, could impact his, like, you know, his, like, good teammate. You know, I mean, I'm sure he'll always be a good teammate, but, you know, like, it's much easier to dish out, you know, advice and be a mentor when, like, you're getting what you want. Sure. When you're getting uh, what you want, both um, in terms of playing time... Mm-hmm. And in terms of compensation. Right. So he, we, the reason we got him was because he was a salary dump and he was getting paid, uh, like, 15, 15 million. million. yeah. So he was the second highest paid guy on our team mm-hmm. last season. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go from that to playing very little and getting the vet's minimum, it could sour your sunny disposition. Okay. Yes. Okay, interesting. Um, let's get to the big decision because we have s- – been on this segment for quite some time. <laughs> Let's get to the chase here. D'Angelo okay. Russell. Yeah. Uh, the internet is a buzz. Nets Twitter. The internet is certainly not. But Nets Twitter. <laughs> the Nets Twitter is a buzz about whether we should keep D'Lo, whether D'Lo is better than Kyrie Irving, whether which one would fit better in our system, on and on and on. Uh, I, for one, would like to be on the record. Uh, I would much rather have um, D'Angelo next season than Kyrie Irving. I think that Kyrie Irving uh, has proven that um, striking out on his own, he is not yet uh, the leader of men that he proposed that he was going into Boston. He took arguably the most talented team in the East and led them to a humiliating gentleman sweep against Giannis's Bucks, mm-hmm. um, and he looked lifeless in basically four of the five games, um, which is not to say he's not an immensely talented player and a better player than D'Angelo Russell, ultimately. But um, it would be he would be more expensive than D'Angelo. And uh, similar to uh, some conversation we had with, about Jimmy Butler, I don't know that he elevates you to the point that would that you would need to be elevated to pay that much and to bring someone who is sort of a proven, uh, you know, not necessarily a transformational player to an organization. Yeah, absolutely. I I feel the way that you feel about Jimmy Butler, about Kyrie Irving. I actively do not want Kyrie Irving. I will be pretty worried and upset if we get Kyrie Irving. Uh... I think we definitely need to sign D'Angelo, as you've said, even if we sour on him or whatever, 
we've got to assign him. We can't let him walk away for nothing. Right. It's not. It, we're not talking about a John Wall Supermax here. Uh, the biggest. So right now, Russell, if he signs with another team for four years, could get 117 million. If he signs with us for five years, he could get 158 million, right. which is not an insignificant amount of money, mm-hmm. but it is not the sort of totally debilitating, onerous, untradeable, unmovable um, contract of death that is John Wall. Uh, this guy is going to be in his 23-year-old season next year. He's coming off an all, a literal all-star season. Um, he was our best player by almost any um, measurement. And... Uh, I think it's important, <laughs> even if, even if, as you just said, he's not a net next year, we cannot let that guy just go into free agency um, without getting something back for him. Yeah. We developed him. He and Kenny are buddies, which I think comes across pretty well in that full 48 interview as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kenny really seems to like D'Angelo. Hey, much against your... Uh... My, I know. Well, that was early in the season when I... And I think there was some truth to it in the early bits of the season. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're both on that. What do you think is going to happen? Oh, I think we'll definitely sign him. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure you saw Woj uh, in... In his reaction to the D'Angelo pot bust, said it won't impact his contract negotiations, and the Nets hope to sign him before, before he hits free agency. Right. Um, so that's a good sign. I think they should do that. Um, and I, I, it's very hard for me to. I would say there's a 95 percent chance that we bring D'Angelo back. Okay, that's really high. Um, I hope that that is true. Um, <clears throat> but enough. With the nitty gritty, the details, sure, the weeds that we're we're wallowing in here. Uh-huh. Simon, it's time to get punk rock. Yeah, let's have some fun. Let's have some fun, baby. Um, can we start with the punk nickname section? Yes. All right. So, uh, as our listeners, as Nets Nation knows, punk rockers have cool ass names, uh-huh. such as Sid Vicious mm. and Johnny Rotten. Right. Uh, so what we did was we came up with a few punk nicknames for Nets players for next season. Yes. Um, I'll start with one. Okay. And then we'll just kind of go back and forth. Okay. Joey Mohawk. Uh, jo- Joey Buckets. Right. Joey okay. Mohawk because his last name is Hair is Hair. Right? Like oh, a mohawk. Oh, interesting. Johnny Mohawk. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, go Good. for it. Yours. So mine, I took a, I took a, I broadened this out a bit to not just players, but, or not just um, nicknames based on, like, people in, in punk, but, yeah. but uh, bands, and... Uh, f- my one for Alan Crabb is Suicide Machines. I think that he is basically wants to end it all. Uh, I don't ah. think he likes the NBA. I don't think he... You know, it's funny. We were talking about how... I mean, in, in like, the playoffs, like, there's, like, all these storylines of, of, you know, players buckling under the pressure. But it's like, those players are actually dealing with real pressure. Like... Uh, 
Alan Crabb could not deal with the pressure of being on a 28-win team that has, like, maybe three reporters covering it. (laughs) Like, his pressure threshold is non-existent. Right, no. Seeing, I I wish we'd gotten a chance to see him in the playoffs. Yeah. All right, so a couple of my other punk nicknames, Mm -hmm. um, because then I have some that are more similar to what you're doing here. Okay. Uh, Jared Crudley. (laughs) Crud. I feel like crud is a punk term. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, this one is bad. Jarrett Alimony. Because they don't, they're, he's a deadbeat? I guess. Yeah. Okay. Hunter, please eat this on the blanket because it's quite <laughs> disruptive as background audio, sweet dog. Uh, two more for you, Simon. Okay. D'Angelo Down. Okay. <laughs> Good. Doesn't get more punk than that. No, does it? it doesn't. And finally, the last one, maybe the worst of them all, which is saying something. <laughs> Karis the Curse. Ooh, good. Okay, a little goth a with little your goth. punk there. A little goth. Okay, sure. so what do you got next? Uh, so my next one is Jared Allen is the ten foot pole. Uh, he is probably closer to seven foot pole, but he's bean pole. He doesn't. He's not strong. Um, okay, anything else? Uh, I have some Blink song. If ooh, we, good. you want to get into that sec- segment? Uh, sure, I, I can just get, yeah, yeah, that, that, yes. Or you can hit it with another. Oh, well, I was going to say Johnny Rotten is, uh, uh, Rondé, because he stinks. Okay. And, uh, and Sid Vicious is, uh, is, um... Uh, Ed Davis and Kurutz. Because they're vicious. Yes. <laughs> I think we interpreted that segment in wildly different ways. Yes. But uh, I think it worked. True. I think that it really true. worked. So the next segment, nothing screams punk rock quite like the extremely pop <laughs> band Blink-182. Oh, yeah. Now... Please forgive us for including an entire segment, uh, a punk segment, on Blink-182. Um, Dude Ranch came... Oh, no, sorry. Inum of the State came out in 1999, right at Simon's freshman year, my sophomore year of high school. So be generous with why we've included this pretty obnoxious band um, as an entire segment of our show. We are going to compare... Blink-182 songs, two Nets players. Yes. Is that right? And we're going to love it. All right. So my first one is the song Damn It, which is one of my favorite Blink songs. That is off Dude Ranch. And Damn It is any of the Nets' stretch fours. Uh, R.H.J., Trevion Graham, or Jared Dudley Mm. shooting a three. Mm. Because your reaction to that is Damn It. So I also have a damn it one, and it's damn it. I believe the the song title is like damn it, and then in parentheses, growing up or something. Maybe it's not, but anyway, in the That's song, the chorus for sure, right? Uh, so because because of that, I guess this is growing up. Uh, it's Jared Allen uh, because I cannot wait for that guy to get older and get more uh, physically uh, capable of playing the center position. Great. Uh, my next one is What's My Age Again? Mm. This is going to be controversial, I think, for Nets fans. Okay. Karis LeVert. Next year is his age 25 season. Yeah. He still has never played even close to a full season. Still hasn't been an NBA starter for a full season. 
Um, and he's starting to get on in years. It is time for him to put up or shut up. <laughs> and put up with a extension, which will mean <laughs> you don't have to put up. Because you're extended. <laughs> no, uh, yeah. Um, very, very good. Um, so, uh, I... <laughs> Oh, I also had another one for Jared Allen, which is that song that I don't remember what it's called, but it's all about Princess Leia, Uh which I feel like he's probably into because he's an enormous nerd. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. She is mentioned in the song. Oh, mentioned? Come on. It's all about her. Anyway, yes. Um, How many more of these do you have? I don't have. I'm scraping the barrel. I didn't do that much on Yeah, okay. So how about this? (laughs) I'll I'll just conclude with this one. Okay. Uh, They have an album, as we've mentioned, called Enema of the State. Mm -hmm. They have hilarious punning titles. Yes. Like uh, Take Off Your Pants and Jacket. Yeah. Um, So Enema of the State. Guess who the Enema of the State is? Who? The Philadelphia motherfucking 76ers. <laughs> oh, yeah, who are now in a tight Who are now tight race. could very, very conceivably beat the Raptors. <sighs> what a bummer. But what we have now after that scintillating uh, topic of punk rock mm-hmm. is... Mailbag. 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 Great. <clears throat> so we have two, not one, but two mailbags. First one is from at Mad Parker on Twitter. Yeah. He writes, I don't see the Nets getting um, those guys, though I still allow myself to dream of Kawhi. Mm-hmm. Those guys being uh, Durant and Kyrie Irving, I believe. Mm. Um, what do you think the Nets will end up doing? What would you like them to do? I think they'll probably end up with someone like Millsap, mm. but mostly run it back. Mm-hmm. Um, what type of free agent do you think we're going to get? Who? Do, yeah, who? Who do I think we're going to get? I. Do you think it's more like a Millsap? So, like, the, I think I believe they have a team option. He's getting paid like thirty million dollars or something like that this year. Okay. Um, so they might not take him, at making him a free agent. Do you think it's going to be a, a, like a Millsapian type? I hope it's better. I, I don't exactly know. I, I hope that it's at the level of a uh, Julius Randle. That, that's, that's who I hope that we target. Um, I think I could, I could see... I could see a scenario where we offer the max to a Jimmy Butler... And for whatever reason, the Sixers don't. Yeah. But I think that's less like that. I I think it's I think it's perfectly conceivable that we yeah we get a Millsap Millsap or a uh, Horford or an older guy that kind of like you know we swing and miss on our first and second and maybe third plans and and just kind of try to get a a vet that will improve our team in the in the. Short term, but I hope it's I hope it's a bit better than that. I hope it's a young player like a Tobias, like a uh, Julius Randle. Those are my two top hopes. Yeah, I I, I think it's going to be I think <clears throat> Marks is aware we need a four. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, we need a four. So I think it's going to be guys in the in the range of like Randall, a Miritich, a Jamichael Green, in Al Farouk Aminu. Mm. Uh, Rudy Gay, maybe a Thaddeus Young boomerang. Yeah, Thaddeus Young boomerang from there, uh, or 
Uh, for a really desperate a dragon bender, a Marquise Chris, no, or a, or a Justin Patton. Ooh, Justin Patton. Now we can get Justin Patton. <laughs> pretty much, I think if you give him a summer, an invite to summer league, summer league, you're, you're saving that guy's could, career. Yeah. yeah, I mean, super excited about Justin Patton. Still, that was a huge, that was a huge black mark on Sean Marks. Uh, uh, <laughs> the 2018-2019 uh, maneuvering. Uh, thanks for the question. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Matt Parker, hit us up anytime. We love hearing from you on Twitter. Yeah. Um, next one was from Tim420. <laughs> he says in a text, yeah. mailbag, y'all doing a Mother's Day-themed cast this weekend. Like, what would D'Angelo get his mom? What famous mom do you think Alan Crabb's mom would be like? <laughs> I don't think I fully read that before. Uh, that's an interesting one. Mm-hmm. Who do you think Alan Crabb's mom would be like? So my answer to this is Mama June of uh, Honey Boo Boo's mom. <laughs> uh, now, I want to make a very limited and still erroneous comparison here. Now, if you even a light Google of Mama June will reveal some quite harrowing, horrible things that Mama June is at least alleged to have done. I am not claiming that that is how uh, uh, Alan Crabb's mom is. The only thing that I am suggesting is that she may have pushed him into the limelight of, of uh, NBA basketball because, uh-huh. again, as I mentioned earlier, he seems like the kind of person who wants to crawl into a hole and die and never have to perform in front of people because it instantly transforms him into a, uh, you know, uh, shriveled, um, very insecure man. Uh, so that is my yes. Mama June. Mama June. Um... What are you doing for Mother's Day, by the way? What am I doing? Hey, <laughs> Simon, how are you celebrating? I'm c- celebrating my motherhood <laughs> by, I I, uh, I don't want to spoil it because I know she sometimes listens, uh, but I got her a gift. I, I, I will not say. You will not? You got her a gift? Yeah, I got her a gift. Seriously? Yes. Wow. That's right. Babe. Chocolate? I, I I will not divulge any of this information in case she, she listens, listens to the to podcast tonight, today before yeah. she receives her gift right, that's right. tomorrow. That's right. Um, Simon, you're a maternal guy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Given that I'm celebrating Mother's Day by myself, I mean, apparently. it seems like it. Yeah. Uh, who would you want to be the mother of on the Brooklyn Nets? <laughs> I would want to be Jared Allen's mother because I would stuff him so full of food <laughs> and demand that he spend all of his waking hours at the gym. Nice. Okay. So you'd, you'd instill some, some uh, weightlifting discipline mm-hmm. in, in Jared Allen. Yeah. Okay. Um, D'Angelo, what like what would D'Angelo get his? What do you think D'Angelo is getting his mom? Oh, great question. So I mean, it's Tim's question. Uh, Tim four twenty. Tim four twenty. Um, I think that he would go to there's a, you know that it's like the best bodega I've ever seen. Uh, it's across the street from the Q um Park Place stop. What is that called? Seventh Avenue stop. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, it has some of the most lovely flowers I've ever seen. 
tons of hydrangeas, and I feel like D'Angelo is a hydrangeas guy. I know okay. I am. Yeah, no. Well, I so he, you there. Yeah, so he gets her a lovely bouquet, heavily featuring uh, hydrangeas from that bodega, and then they go to Luke Colley, uh, the pizza place that I personally think is overrated, but what is it's it quite... Lucali, it's on, um, it's in Carroll Gardens. It's like one of the most famous, I feel like, okay. pizza places in New York. Um, uh, David Chang went there as in his first episode, etc. It's very, very hard to, to get into. Um, it's very crowded. Uh, I didn't realize that was in Carroll Gardens. Yeah. Hmm. Um, Fascinating. Yeah. Um, anyway, they go there, he's able to get in, uses his, his connections, uh, and they have a lovely, uh, Mother's Day brunch. Wow, how nice. Yeah. Uh, what do you think he, he gets at brunch? Um, I don't know, I think he has a cheat day and gets a, um, pizza with mushrooms and, um, Kalamata olives. Oh, interesting combo. Mm. Mm. Um, all right, well... What do you think? He's going to get... Uh, for brunch? Mm-hmm. I think he's going to get Eggs Benedict. But eggs in, Benedict? But instead of Canadian bacon, uh-huh. I think he's going to get salmon. Smoked salmon. Ah. Yeah, so like... Um, not Eggs Florentine, like Eggs Oregon. Uh, Oregon. Uh, do they have salmon? Washington. Know. Yeah. Eggs Washington. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. a nice smoked salmon Benedict. Very thing. nice. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, I don't know what his mom's going to get. I don't know that much about his mom. I think, I believe she still lives in Louisville. Right. Um, maybe like a barbecue. Sure. A nice Louisville barbecue mm. sandwich, like a pulled pork sandwich with some, a side of slaw. Mm, great. Yeah. And now what celebrity mom or famous mom? Do I think Alan Crabb's mom is like? Yeah. Celebrity mom, <laughs> yeah, or famous mom could be a fictional mom, could be a historic, a historic, historic figure who's a mom, who's a, just a mother. Yeah, um, uh, I think it's Norman Bates's mother. <laughs> <laughs> I think that none of Alan's teammates have been to his apartment. Yeah. Ever before. That's, that's probably actually uh, true. But were someone to break <clears throat> in, I think they would find a rocking chair with a fully clothed skeleton of sure. what once was Alan Crabb's mom. Uh, <laughs> pretty bleak. Yeah. So, anyway, you got anything else you want to talk about with the Nets? No. I'm out. I got nothing left. Great. We've been doing this for what looks like 54 minutes. Uh-oh. Yeah, this is a long one. We apologize, <laughs> listeners. Um, playoffs. Bucks have made it to the championship. we got two game sevens tonight. Yeah. Or tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, Raptors. Philly. Who mm-hmm. do you think's winning that? I hope Raptors. Me too. And then who are you taking in the... Denver-Portland series. I think it's going to be Denver. I feel like that, that's been going back and forth and back and forth, <laughs> and I, I just think Denver's going to win. I think Denver could take it, too. Um, I'm really hoping, with Durant out, that there is a chance someone can can beat the, the Warriors uh-huh. this year. But 
that is getting way outside of Nets Nation. Mm-hmm. It's really a matter of total indifference. Let's just speculate about whether Julius Randle's coming to the Nets <laughs> next season, as we will for many weeks to come. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, the tickets went on sale for the draft, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you looked at prices? It's $200 what? minimum. What? $200 minimum. Oh, my God. All right. We got to find a way in. I yeah. have to get back to that draft. I know. I um, think they know that. Yeah, <laughs> they're <laughs> on to us. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Uh, where can people find us, Simon? You got to go to uh, Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. You can find us at Maybe Nets Time. You can also send us your emails, your questions, your queries the same way. Uh, Tim and I'm forgetting the other gentleman. Mad name. Parker. Mad Parker did very much appreciated. Very fun and exciting. And uh, please, please do that. Uh, we really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, in these dog days of the off season, your <laughs> questions are much more important yeah, to us than they, anything happening in Nets <laughs> Nation because nothing is happening in Nets Nation. Right. Uh, most players are on vacation right now. Uh, absolutely. And, and and please find us, subscribe to us, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, and other platforms like that. Uh, the reviews really help. And, uh, yeah, thanks very much. Um, Simon, anything you want to say before we head out to see uh, our good friend from Houston? Nick Stinson tonight. Uh, no. No, I don't have anything. Okay. No <laughs> words of consolation since the Houston Rockets just oh, yeah. got pummeled um, by the Warriors. If I if I know one thing about Nick Stinson, it's that he will not be too broken up about that. I think that he will prove resilient in the face of uh, true humiliation on the Rockets' part. Sure. They won as many games as the Clippers did. Um, All right, folks. Well, it's been a pleasure talking with you. We'll be back very soon. We'll go ahead and see See ya next time. I was tired of my lady. We'd been together too long. Like a worn out recording of a favorite song. So while she lay there sleeping, I read the paper in bed And in the personal columns There was this letter I read